All right, all right, all right. Welcome back, welcome back. You know what time it is. It's another edition of the Fan in the Van podcast time. Oh, God. Well, everybody else's favorite time of the year when the NF- with the NFL is obviously the schedule release. Um, but, you know, a lot of it gets leaked throughout the week. And, you know, we already heard the... You know, the nonsense with the game in Germany where, you know, it was supposed to be Chiefs-Bears and the Chiefs didn't want to play the Bears in Germany and then all of a sudden comes to, okay, well, you know what, we'll give you the Dolphins. We'll give you the Dolphins in Germany. And I understand that's the sexy matchup, right? Because you got because you got Patrick Mahomes versus Tariq Hill. And Tariq Hill's been very vocal about, you know, a lot of things within the Chiefs organization and how, you know... You know, just just personal things that, you know, that Tariq feels. And, and we all know what they are, so we don't have to really dive more into it, okay? So, obviously, they did that because it's a sexier matchup. But what it proves to me is that if you know that this is one of the games on the on the schedule and you don't like it, you could just sit there, if you're the Chiefs, who I guess now are going to be crowned the new New England Patriots... And Mahomes will become the new Tom Brady. And this is the team now that, that we used to like that we're all going to start hating. Um, it pretty much says, if you don't like anything on the schedule, you could just say what you want if you're the Chiefs. And we'll just change it for you. Now, people could say different, and that's fine. But, you know, in my opinion, that's the tone that the NFL is setting here. Um, obviously, we have the Jets-Giants schedules. Obviously, th- th- my team... Uh, you know, Garrett's Jaguars have, uh, you know, their schedules released, obviously. Um, Aaron at Brutally Honest, I'm sure loves his, his Eagles schedule release. And if I got to be honest, if I dive into the Eagles real quick, looking at that schedule, the front half of it, they should be nine and all going into the bye week. Then again, anything could happen. But just looking at it right now and who they got to play right now, I would say that they're 9-0 going into the bye week. Again, could be wrong, but that's just my prediction, okay? Um, you know, when you look at the Steelers' schedule, first time we open at home in quite some time, that's one. And two, we got to play the 49ers. Now... Obviously, they don't have Brock Purdy starting at quarterback. There's no more Jimmy G there, right? There, you know, there's the possibility that Trey Lance is the starter. Uh, could be Sam Darno. Listen, if it's Sam Darno in this offense, you know, I still, I, I got to be realistic. I still don't take the game lightly because the Niners' defense, even though they lost, they lost some pieces in the offseason. They lost Jimmy Ward to, to the Texans. You know they lost a piece. They lost a few pieces, but they added a few pieces. You know they added Hargrave, who again now we have to go up against them again. Um, but if the Steelers could win this game at home on opening uh, opening week, I think it sets the tone for how the Steelers season's gonna go. Um, I also like the fact that we play the Ravens early. And obviously, with my buddy Brandon being a Ravens fan, those are always key matchups. And if I had to predict how that series goes, I think we split it. I think the Ravens win one, and obviously the Steelers win one. Um, 
We got to play Cleveland week two, which I like the fact that we're not opening against Cleveland. I like the fact that we get a whole we get a whole two weeks to hear Cleveland Browns fans talk about here comes the resurgence of Deshaun Watson. Here comes this. Here comes that. Right? Okay. I still don't give it a shit. But one thing I can guarantee you is this, is that Watson will be massaged and ready, that's for sure. Now, whether Cleveland can actually win, that, that's a whole different ballgame. But looking at the Steelers, though, week one is a tone setter. Not just for their season, but for the battle for the AFC North. It's the ultimate tone setter. Because if you can beat, as Aaron calls them, the, uh, the uh, 40 winers, and and that's another thing. Debo Samuel, I, I, I guess this loss really affected them when they played the Eagles. And what it really comes down to is it was unfortunate that Brock Purdy get, gets injured. And I think if Brock Purdy doesn't get hurt in that game, I think you still have the same result. But it, it's just not as bad to where maybe guys like Debo Samuel could accept the loss where it's just like, hey, you went up against this fucking stacked monster of a team and you just barely lost to them, whereas Brock Purdy gets hurt and you got to put out fucking Josh Johnson, who's bounced around from the NFL to the XFL to the Canadian Football League to playing fucking flag football in a parking lot in fucking God knows where, okay? Um... But you can't come out there and say you played with 10 people. Because if you want to be realistic about this, and I understand, you know, you rely on your your starting quarterback heavily, but backups have to be able to come in and assume the role that the starter had before he got hurt, right? Okay, well... Josh Johnson couldn't do that. Then they decided to trot Brock Purdy back out there, and all he could do was hand the ball off, and you knew that was going to happen. So the Eagles are just sitting there licking their fucking chops. What do you think's going to happen? Come on. Come on. But, you know, the one thing, though, that I know everybody wants to hear my opinion on is the Jets. I saw last night on Twitter when this schedule gets released, I've seen some of the most asinine predictions. I've seen 17 and 0, 16 and 1, 15 and 2, 14 and 3. But let's be realistic. Okay? I understand that a lot of Jets fans wanted Aaron Rodgers. They feel this is the guy. Then you got a bad feeling. Because we've said it at nauseum. This guy couldn't get it done in a less QB-dominated NFC. When you look at the when you look at the NFL quarterback, as far from the AFC to the NFC, the AFC has a lot more predominant quarterbacks. The NFC, all you really have is you have Dak Prescott in, in Dallas. And he can't win the big one either. You know, and Aaron Rodgers, again, couldn't beat a mid-Jimmy Garoppolo. He choked away the big one. And again, I understand other quarterbacks have done it too, but we're not talking about other quarterbacks. His other quarterbacks weren't at the forefront of the news media this year as far as, 
you know, talking about the only team I want to go to is the Jets. And then putting the Jets in this predicament where in two years when this doesn't work out, again, you're right back to where you are. Now, there's no way they're going 17-0. and There's just no way. They're not going 16-1. and They're not going 15-2. and They're not going 14-3. and Okay, week one, you have to go up against Josh Allen. Now, we don't know what kind of Bills team this is going to be because is Diggs going to be there? Are they going to trade Diggs? Does Allen and Diggs work out the issues from when they lost against the Bengals in the playoffs? I believe it was the Bengals in the playoffs. It was so long ago. But, do, you know, do they get, do, do they work out all that, all those issues and then come out just firing on all cylinders, you know, and just say, fuck this, you know, everybody thinks the Jets are winning this AFC East. No, could this be the year that Allen gets past Burrow, gets past Mahomes, gets to the big one and wins it? We don't know yet. But the Jets are not going 14-3. and three. They're not going 15-2. and two. They're not going 16-1. and one. They're not going 17-0. and oh. They're not. They are not doing it. It's not happening. You got to go up against, when you're Aaron Rodgers, you have to go up. In the AFC alone, you're going up against, in two years, Mahomes, Mahomes, Burrow, okay, Josh Allen, okay, people will laugh when I say this, but Kenny Pickett's going to progress, we'll get into that in a minute, okay, Kenny Pickett, Lamar Jackson, and, and this isn't how I'm rating them either, this is just as they come to my head, okay, you're going up against those five just alone. Okay. Justin Herbert. If Russell Wilson could get right, Russell Wilson is a legitimate threat. If the Broncos can, can be the offensive juggernaut, they should be. They're, they're a legitimate threat. Okay. You got C.J. Stroud with the Texans. You got Trevor Lawrence. You've got... I, I, I'm not even going to say it. Not even going to say his name because I do not think he's even in the top 10 of quarterbacks. And these people that do these rankings want to put a sexual predator in the top 10 when he's not, when he hasn't proven Ugats. Okay? So I'm not saying it. But Aaron Rodgers has got to go up against a stronger QB competitive-based conference in the AFC. Whereas in the NFC... He didn't, he didn't have to go up against stronger quarterback play because, in essence, when it came down to it, as the years went on, he became the guy. You know, when Drew Brees walked away and Eli walked away and this guy walked away and that guy walked away, you know, every time somebody walked away, Rodgers became the bigger face, the bigger name. And now, Jets fans are, are asking him to take the task younger Faster, more mobile quarterbacks. And I understand, you know, Aaron Rodgers could still, he could still sling with the best of them. I, I get that. And again, we could be wrong. We could be wrong. And, and this could all work out. But that's in the world of fantasy, in the world of reality, and the way we have to look at it. And Jets fans could cry, and you could boo-hoo, and you can call us assholes, and you could tell me I'm a fucking idiot, and I don't know shit, Okay. But I'm telling you, somehow this does not work out. And in two years, you're going to be bitching and moaning. Because here's what's going to happen. 
This isn't a prediction. And the words of Paul Heyman. This isn't a prediction. This is a spoiler. Okay? Week one, the Jets lose to Buffalo. Here comes all the Jets fans that wanted Aaron Rodgers. Why did we make this deal? Why did we give up all these draft picks? And granted, you didn't give up many draft picks. All you guys really did was flip-flop draft picks and maybe throw in an additional one or two, what, like third or fourth rounders, whatever it was. Okay. You lose to the Bills, and you guys are going to already call for them to get rid of Aaron Rodgers. But what's your backup plan? What's your backup plan, not just for that, but in two years when this doesn't work? Or let's say this doesn't happen. Let's just say the Super Bowl doesn't happen in year one, and Rodgers goes, you know what? I made my $104 million this year. Bye-bye. I'm calling, it a, I'm calling it a career. You mean to tell me you're going to rely on Zach Wilson again? No, 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 no. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. I'm telling you, when it comes to the Jets schedule, some of you Jets fans need to become more realistic and realize that Rodgers ain't just going to buzzsaw through Mahomes, Burrow, Pickett, Lamar Jackson, Herbert, Trevor Lawrence. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to be as easy as Jets fans think. But again, Aaron Rodgers and the Jets could prove us wrong. And if you do, then hey, we were wrong. I could admit it. I'm sure others could admit it. Some might not, but that's okay. Um, you know, I, 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 with the schedule release, it, it, it it's... It's comical to see, and especially with Cleveland, how as soon as the schedule comes out, it's like, oh, well, you know, oh, they gave us a lot of one o'clock games because you're not a primetime team. You're just not. You're just not. And, and then I've seen people complain how the Jets got a lot of primetime games. Well, Ah Rodgers is in a new in a new conference. He's in a new division. And they're going to do what's going to create. They're going to put games in slots that are going to create higher revenue as far as ratings go. And that and that's that's what they're going to do. What are they? It's like week eight. You have Jets Giants. When honestly, with week one being on week one on Sunday being on nine eleven, I would have honestly had scheduled Giants Jets then. I would have done it then. You know, for the whole. You know, these are two teams from the tri-state area. And granted, yes, Buffalo is the real New York team. If you really want to get, if you want to get, if you want to get geographic, geographically honest, yes, Buffalo is the only real New York NFL team. But because the Jets and the Giants are so close to the actual city, they get to use the name New York Giants, New York Jets, and plus the fact that they both played in New York in yesteryear. Okay. But that's the game I would have made week one. Just just for that standpoint of, you know, it's two New York teams, two teams. And granted, even the Bills were affected by 9-11. Everybody was. The the whole world was affected by 9-11. 
Okay. But that's just a game I think that would have that that should have just been better slotted there. But you can't go wrong with Jets Bills either because let's see let's see in week 1, let's put let's put the money where you know freaking you know freaking let's put the Jets money where their mouth is and let's see if they could go and beat the Bills with Aaron Rodgers. Let's see if they're going to be this this dominant team and overtake everybody in the AFC East. Because you Jets fans seem to forget this team in Miami, known as the Dolphins. Where if Tua Tonga Viola is healthy, and you got Tyreek Hill, and you got Jalen Waddle, and you got a decent defense there, they're going to be just as competitive as they were before Tua Tonga Viola got hurt. So you're forgetting about them. You think you think Aaron Rodgers has just got to hop, skip, and jump the the Bills and the Patriots? No, you got the Dolphins too to contend with. So be realistic, Jets fans. Fucking be realistic, would you? Um, as far as my schedule goes, I know week. Eight, I believe it is. Uh, we play Garrett's Jaguars, and, and it was funny because we were t- we were talking on Twitter last night, and you know I you know and and you know so we're going back and forth you know just bullshitting, and I go so I, I said week eight I said Jaguars Steelers and he goes yeah it's gonna be a lot of trash talking, and I said yeah but it's not as bad see the trash talking's fun, but it's not it's not. One of those where it is vile because, like, when you look at Steelers Jaguars, they're not bitter rivals. Even though the Jaguars got the better of us, you know, when they had Blake Bortles and games we should have obviously won, but Jacksonville just played a better game. Let's be let's be honest about it. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say the Jaguars got lucky. Blake Bortles, you know, Blake Bortles channeled his inner fucking Ben Roethlisberger and beat Ben Roethlisberger. Like, let's be honest about it. Okay. Um, you know, it's going to be a good game because now people look at week eight Steelers Jaguars and think, oh, this is going to be a boring game. You don't realize the sex appeal that it has. It's got a lot of sex appeal because you have Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Who's now going to be in the league for what? This is third year coming up. Kenny Pickett's going into his sophomore year. Okay. Going into his second year. And these are the two names that you're going to hear about for the next decade when you talk about playoffs, wins, just everything in general. They're going to be included in that top 10 discussion of quarterbacks with Mahomes and Burrow and and Josh Allen and I'll, I'll throw Justin Herbert in there because I think he's got the capabilities to put himself into the conversation. You know, I'm leaving, I'm leaving, I'm leaving the Bill Cosby predator out of it in, in Cleveland because I, I just, I can't put him in any ranking at all. I can't do it. I'm not even going to acknowledge it. Okay. But my issues with, to, to get off uh, the Steeler Jaguar game is all these sports media outlets that predict Kenny Pickett to have a down year. I don't understand 
why there's so much doubt on Kenny Pickett. Yeah, did he throw for more interceptions and touchdowns last year? But he took a team that was losing, okay, and turned it into a a winning season, okay? He had a lot of late fourth quarter comebacks. Yes, he battled through two concussions. There's a lot more positive that Kenny did than just what his numbers state. But these people that do these rankings, whether it's PFF or some jerk-off at CBS Sports that doesn't know anything, okay, they decide, well, he threw for only seven touchdowns and nine to ten interceptions. So he's going to have a down year next year. But when Kenny Pickett reads all this and says, you know what? I'm going to fuck the game up now. Hold my beer because I'm going to fuck it up now and I'm going to prove you all wrong because you're going to have a better season out of George Pickens. You're going to have a monstrous season out of Najee Harris because the Steelers for the first time, and and let's call it what it is, uh, and let's be honest, in, in about a decade, this is the most active they've been in free agency where they address their issues early. Where they went and got guys that are going to play steal of football. Again, are they are they household names other than Patrick Peterson, who, let's put it this way, these next two years are a swan song? Okay. They, 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 it, well, let's call it what it is. It's a swan song. And you you think with a, with a, with a more beefed up offense, a, a more beefed up defense, with a tight end that in essence is a sixth offensive lineman that people are complaining that we drafted. And I'm not saying Steeler fans. I'm saying people outside the Steeler fan base are complaining that we drafted him. Okay. The fact that we got a beast in Broderick Jones, the fact that we got the, the fact that we had an A plus draft and we built all this for Kenny Pickett. Okay. It's all built for Kenny Pickett. And you're to, and and people at PFF are saying that he's not even going to be in the top ten this season coming up, but you'll put Deshaun Watson there, but you won't put Kenny Pickett there. That shows you the delusionalness of these people in the sports media outlet, and this is why I don't take their words or their rankings with a grain of salt. I literally, if I ran out of toilet paper. I would print these rankings and wipe my ass with them every single time I went to go drop a deuce. I would. Because their rankings are shit. After, after, and it really doesn't matter how you put it in the QB ranking, whether it's Burrow 1 or Mahomes 2, it really doesn't matter. What's going to wind up happening is that Kenny Pickett is going to be in the top 10 and people are going to be forced to have to put him there. It's going to happen. You're just going to have to do it. I don't care what people say. I don't care what the doubters say, the naysayers, the, oh, you're crazy. You know, and I'm sure it's the same thing. I'm sure Garrett could attest to this after, um, you know, Trevor Lawrence's first season where people probably said, this kid's going to be a bust. Again, it takes certain people a bit more time to acclimate to the NFL than it does others. How do we know that Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud are going to be these great quarterbacks in the NFL this year? We don't know till they get on the field. Right? Okay. So, you know, again, wait till they play, 
at least two, three years, unlike Tennessee, who wants to move on from Malik Willis already. And, and I've already discussed that, so I'm not going to discuss it again. But to jump off the NFL before I go and take care of some stuff here at work. The fucking Yankees. How is it that on Wednesday, in a day game, you could slay, and again, it's the Oakland Athletics, okay? You slaughter the Athletics. You could hit everything coming. Bombs here, bombs there, runs here, scores here, runs here, blah, blah, whatever. And then last night, played like you spent the whole night out at the strip club and and drank Heineken's all night, and then you just go out there and play this lackluster game. The fact that, again, Aaron Boone makes another disastrous decision and, and taking Herman out, when he should have left him in. Okay. You did it with Garrett Cole against Tampa last time. You let he had seven seven shaky at bats before Boone finally took him out. Herman has won and you take him right out. And then the bullpen just implodes. And I'm sorry. It's time. It's time to fucking get rid of Cashman. And I'd rather play this season with an interim manager. I want them to take the analytics binders, throw them in some homeless guy's oil drum fucking garbage can somewhere on fucking River Street, okay? Fucking burn them and just go out and play motherfucking baseball, okay? How is it? You face this guy. Who's the pitch for Tampa? Ramsburg, Rumsburg, whatever the fuck his name is. You've already faced him, so you know his pitches. And you still can't hit him. Still. Herman is pitching a decent fucking game again. Here's one shaky at bat. Boone. Uh, uh, I gotta take him out. I gotta take him out. So fucking... Uh, so, so fucking Ryan Weber could blow the game or, or, or fucking this guy could blow the game. It, it, it's insane. Just uh, enough with it already. It's just, it's just enough is enough is enough is enough is enough is enough. But with that being said, I got to take care of some stuff here at work. So um, everybody already knows who I thank. So, um, you know, again, with, with, with that being said... Um, for those on Twitter that follow me, you already heard the news. Me and Garrett are getting together. Uh, we're going to be doing a, a Steeler-Jaguar talk show, so stay tuned for that one. Everybody stay safe, and as always, peace.